cliffcentral.com. Hello, once again, this is Bo Crazy on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Yes, I'm excited to be with you again this afternoon. Another exciting show that I have in store for you. And I have a very exciting um, um, guest with me as well. Um, but yeah, um, it's another edition of the Unplugged In Charge Radio Show on Cliff Central. Uh, my name is Bo Kuzi. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can also uh, send us our WhatsApp messages on the 079-748-2090. And you can keep in touch with us. You can send us your voice notes. You can send WhatsApp texts. We'll read them live. If there's any um, questions that you have for your for the guest, uh, you can send them through uh, via WhatsApp. Um, or you can also uh, hit us up on, on social media. It's at Cliff Central on Twitter. Um, it's at Smokuzi on um, social media, which is Instagram and also uh, Twitter. I'm also on Instagram Live. Um, for, for everybody that is wanting to stay in touch and to um, continue um, to be in touch with the show, um, I'm going to be with you um, throughout from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. But yeah, welcome to the Unplugged and, Re- and Charged Radio Show. Um, I'm just needing some 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 signal right here. Um, welcome to the show. But yeah, um, I have some pretty interesting jam-packed things for you um, this afternoon. And before I start, I want to share some some interesting news that I've come across on social media, um, uh, which uh, is quite inspiring that I want to share with you back home. Um, and one of them, firstly, as we kickstart the show, um, it says here, which is something that I found that is very, very interesting uh, that I want to share with you. It says the most beautiful person is one who and one it says, says, please uh, ask for clarification. Um, and then the third one, it says uh, a person that apologizes, um, a person that is kind, a person that reads and argues with respect, um, someone that has respect, respects also other people's opinions. Um, and also uh, someone that supports um, others um, And also someone that admits they don't know Someone also that chooses battles to fight And now the end part of it, it says that um, If you don't have any of these, you need to get help So I'm sharing these just to spark a bit of uh, thinking in your brain um, And then I'm going to share also some accolades And it's beautiful to see that there are people um, Especially young people throughout the country That are really excelling in their in their different endeavors And one of the things that I always look out for To make sure that also I bring some nice content for you On the Unplugged and In Charge radio show Is to look out for people that are doing outstanding things And uh, one of them is Deboho Mahoshoa uh, Hopefully I did pronounce it well If I didn't, you're going to have to forgive me um, Who recently got elected as president of the Wildlife Ranching South Africa at its AGM in Polugwane. And Teboho is a wildlife farmer of note and breeds buffalo, uh, sable, antelope, 
um, and Roan Antelope, as well as um, common plains games such as Impala and Gemsbok. And this is taken from James uh, Farmers Weekly, which is a publication that also uh, documents um, such achievements of, of people that are within the farming industry. And again, it's uh, credit goes to Shua um, underscore Kem Hunga, uh, who's on Twitter, who also always, all the time, keeps us updated. And I always see some interesting things on his timeline um, that he posts. And um, it's always got to do with black excellence. It's got to do with the things that young people are doing that is outstanding, whether it's people that are graduating, whether it's people that are doing well in their business. Um, it's a whole lot of things. And I, and I, and I really credit this guy uh, because he really keeps us informed. I mean, another thing that I managed to pick up is that um, there's a, a, a young lady that is by the name as Zama Butelezi, um, who's a very successful farmer in KZN who is doing wonders with the land. Um, and she's planting, um, um, geez, man, it's, it's hectares and hectares of, 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 um, plantations, which, uh, consists of, um, cabbages and different kinds of veggies, which she's managing to also provide for, um, some of our local stores that we know, like Pick and Pay, Spar, and all the other outlets, which is something that is really, really amazing. And, and it's got to do with women empowerment, which is something great that we see and we note there, because most of the time when it comes to business, um, it's really, really associated with, uh, the male figures. And it's, it's beautiful when you see females that are really, um, are, are doing themselves and making sure that they achieve certain things that are unthinkable. And another one, just to share with you, a third person that is really inspiring that I found that um, is worthy for me to share on the show. It's Dr. Tabi Luoka, who has been appointed as a board member of SA Express. And the other week, she she was also appointed as a panel member to advise Treasury on expanded list of uh, uh, VAT zero rooted goods. Um, and yeah, she must just keep winning. And it's another lady who's doing some really, really great stuff. And then maybe just to inform you, I don't know how well you do know some of the people that actually hold some of the highest, highest positions in some of the, the companies that play a very huge role in our lives. And one of the companies is ESCOM um, in South Africa. And as we know that we in the country, we did face a couple of struggles when it comes to the load shedding in the previous years um, with ESCOM, uh, with a lot of a lot of criticism in terms of the electricity prices, etc., etc. And um, there's been a lot of scandals that have been going on. I'm not sure. Uh, I wouldn't like to really um, highlight the bad stuff, but I do know that there's a bit of struggle that has been going on within the within ESCOM. Um, again, we saw the building of the 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 power the power station which was um you know a remedy to try and combat the whole load shedding in the country but then again uh, congratulations to Pagamani Khadebe who has been confirmed as ESCOM CEO he has been acting since the utility parted with likes of Brian Molefe he truly deserves all the support um and again uh, it's one of the things that is not going to be easy um you know and it, he seems to be a very committed person and he's going to be really put amongst the the hot seat to make sure that he brings change within ESCOM. These are some of the interesting news and facts that I have for you on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show um, just to spark a bit of uh, thinking um, to you and to give you something interesting that you might have seen but not um, really paid attention to. But then again, just to remind you, my name is Smokuzi. This is the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. Um, it plays every single Thursday, every single Thursday between um, 3 and 4 p.m. And this show is all about bringing you the best of the best 
most inspiration every single week and we highlight some of the most amazing things that young people are doing outside um, whether it's from business whether it's um, entertainment you name it and uh, we always welcome for your suggestions to make sure that we also cater for you a brilliant show that is uh, f- um, you, um, listener friendly to you back home and today I have a very interesting guest um, who you might have seen um, in your TV screens uh, you might have heard about him um, he's done some really amazing work and this is an individual that I that I, I, I really believe in and he has I feel that he has a lot to share for, with us and today he's on the hot seat on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show um, his name is Fellow Lati welcome on the show my brother thank you so much man how are you doing I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yourself? I'm great. Don't be nervous, eh? No, no, not really. Not really. just relax. We're gonna have a good time on the show. Definitely. Uh, welcome on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Um, we're really looking forward to spend the hour with you and to hear what it is that you have in store for us. Um, um, on the show, and we're all about inspiration, and I truly believe that you have um, a thing or two to inspire the young people out there. Yeah. We're a show that believes a lot on on young talent. We we believe on 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 black excellence. We believe on the on the youth of South Africa, and it's something that we're really passionate about. About as as the unplugged and in charge radio show. But um, before I actually say too much, because sometimes I get a bit carried away, uh, I just want you to introduce yourself to the people back home. Um, tell us a bit more about who is Fellow Lati. Uh, fellow Lati, real name, well, you know, as Tulo Fellow Mukine, uh, from Siabusa. You know, I need to like put this out there. Because there was a debate on my uh, fan page, you know, people from back home um, were kind of angry. They're going like, why is everybody saying that Phil is from Pretoria? Why is everyone, you know? So, guys, I'm from MP, Siabusa, but moved to Pretoria just to further my career. So, yeah, um, inspiring house music DJ, uh, producer, and yeah, man, music lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Cool, fellow Lati. Um, I know uh, my brother. As both of us, we are DJs. I mean, probably people back home. Um, um, you know, they always hear me saying that I'm a DJ. I'm a DJ. But funny enough, you actually my colleague, and we work together. <laughs> and 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 today, I actually texted one of our brothers, Dick Burn, and I said, yeah, to him, yeah, we're yeah, actually yeah. making history today. Because um, it, I don't think that is, there's there's been such an interaction amongst our our fellow DJ colleagues within the city that we come from. That's true. That's and true. and I think for me today is very special. Uh, but in a way that not to say that we're better than anybody else, but really to put in a, a motivational aspect to working within this DJing field. Because I know a lot of people know DJs, but they don't really know what actually happens behind, behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, we are people that people just see us. When we are in the decks or we are in these venues and we're playing and we're making people dance and we make them feel good, but they don't know the actual things that happen behind the scenes. The scenes. Yeah. And you are one person that is perfect to actually unpack this for us. <laughs> and you're going to take us through the journey um, um, of, of your DJing career, especially you want to be interested on in the cracks your falls, your comebacks, your disappointments, you know, um, empty promises, you knock on doors, rejects, and, and you continue and you persistently carry on to, to pursue what you want and you want to achieve within the whole DJing space. So tell us, um, in terms of your upbringing, where did you grow up? Grew up in Siabusa, in MP. Um, that's where the, the love actually started, man, for music, you know. Um, I used to, like... Well, the first time, you know, um, I remember there was like a small, 
get together at my grandmother's house and there was this um tape back then. You know back then we used to use like cassettes and everything. So I used to be that guy that would put cassettes on both sides and when this song finishes I'd quickly play the other one. When this one uh, finishes then I'll quickly, you know. So yeah, I grew up that side and the music I fell in love with it that side thanks to my uncle and the family, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a pretty I'd say I'm happy that I discovered music that side. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy because I learned a lot. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And then from that stage, um, in terms of discovering your music, your music talent, what is it that you did about it? I actually decided that I actually want to further this, you know, mm-hmm. and just see how far it can take me. Although I, I had like dreams to go far, but at that time I was still young. So I was like, let me just try this and see, you know, and as time went on, I just found myself into like situations where now I'm in this, like, in the hood, we call them Mama Tavern, you know, these nice, these, um, uh, Lokshin places and everything. So, um, they had like these vinyls and CDJs. So I was always in, you know, if I wasn't there, when I'm with my uncle, you know, there were times where like my, my mom, Cause she was working and my grandmother was working a lot of times. So they would take me to my, to my great grandmother's place. And my uncle used to stay there and he had a PC and it had music. It had this, um, mixing software in it. So you couldn't, I couldn't run away from it when I was there. You know, if I wasn't at this tavern or, you know, this place, then I was at my uncle's. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't there, then I'm at home and my mom loves to play music. So either way, music was just everywhere. So I just decided that, you know what, let me just take this further. And I started teaching myself how to play and asking questions, you know, and asking for some of the people to be mentors in, in my life just to help me out to, you know, to sharpen this, uh, this craft. All right. So the interesting thing that you actually mentioned that you, 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 you come from an age where you, you, we still had, um, cassettes, cassettes exi- yeah. existing. I mean, I mean, how did you find that whole experience of having to teach yourself and learn music through listening to cassettes and that whole era? Cause now we live in a more digital, uh, space, but I just mm, want you to mm. unpack that. It was, it was very interesting, bro. I, I don't, I don't want to lie to you. It was very, um, yeah, interesting, man. It, it was very interesting because now you had, Right now we have like pitches where you can like fix the song and everything, you know. But back then, and remember that back then it was more of Kwaito and songs like your Brenda Fassi, your Brahu, you know. So my family was more into that. And like a Brenda Fassi song would finish. Then you would play a Brahu song and Brahu song would finish. You'd play Miriam Makeba, you know. So it was very, it was, it was very interesting. And it was, it was, I wouldn't say the time that we're living in right now is not nice or anything like that, but it was very educational back then in terms of music. You learned so much and mixing that with DJing, I feel like you also learn from that, you know, because now, as I said, there were no pitches at that time. It was all about um, cue and play. So now when you have this, you, you appreciate more. You know, that's why they say everything that you go through that's difficult, 
when you have this beautiful result at the end, you appreciate it more because of everything that you learned. So me learning your cassettes and everything made me just appreciate um music at this stage. Although it was very difficult, yeah. I won't lie, but yeah. yeah, it was pretty pretty dope. You know the interesting thing as as you mentioned this is because um you, you hear a lot that especially musicians, they, they always talk about that their their musical talent was discovered because they were either part of a choir or they played an, an instrument um um, at church, whether they were a piano or they, they were playing guitar, whatever the case yeah, is. But yeah, in your yeah. case in this time, it's all about just listening to cassettes and trying to have this drive for music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always say this. I wish, I wish I, I kind of discovered, um, music in like a church space. Cause I've realized most, most, um, musicians that are, you know, successful and everything. Um, they always say that, no, I was part of a choir or I learned the piano at church or one, two, three, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I guess we all learn in different ways mm-hmm. and we, the path is not, your path cannot be the same as mine or you know what I mean? Vice versa. So, but I do feel like I should have had that small knowledge, you know, and sure. that space. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned that now you, in terms of your cassette and your, and your, and your, your, your cassette period in terms of learning music, you moved on to playing with vinyls, right? Yeah. From that, we went to, we went to vinyls. How did that pan out? Jeez. Um, it was, you know, most of the things that I experienced were very educational. Vinyls were also difficult. At that time Because to be honest I actually started with like CDJs But there were like these small CDJs Not the big ones You know The small that are intact And then I was introduced to vinyl So I, it was like I had to like start you know Over With with vinyl It was it was interesting and difficult Because now the page You can't see Which What's the tempo You You know And the songs you can't browse, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you can't browse, so your 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 vinyl disc would tell you that this side has um, two songs, the other side has other songs, and the freaky part is that you don't know what time the song is gonna finish, you know. So you you just had to play and you had to know your music at that time. And I didn't know vinyl music at that time, so every time I remember there was once an event where. They were, they just decided that, um, today we're using vinyls. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, smacks. How am I going to do this? <laughs> so I was like, nah, it's cool. Cause I love challenges. And I played. Now the song is about to finish. I didn't know that the song is about to finish. And you know how the vinyl makes noise and everything. Yeah. So I can hear that the beat and the guy comes to me. He's like, yo, the song is about to finish. What are you going to do, bro? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any idea to, or, you know, what to do, but I quickly mixed it. But yeah, um, vinyls were very interesting, educational as well, and yeah, challenging at, at, at some point. You know, I always say that people actually play uh, music, especially DJs with vinyls. I mean, especially when you, when we talk about dancehall DJs, um, with, with, with some, with one of the venues that is, is based in Johannesburg. I really respect, I am a DJ. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know whether it's fortunate or it's unfortunate. Uh, I'm not a DJ that comes from an era where, um, you know, you, you played with vinyls, but 
when I see people play with violence, I'm like, how <laughs> do you do this? You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's so complicated, man. You have to. I mean, when I when I when I when I have a chat with some of the legendary um 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 DJs, I mean, you find that a person came with a whole case. Yep. Yep. yep of vinyls yep, yep, to come and play. Yep. I mean, compared to now, where you just have a USB and you plug in, you plug in. You yeah. know, it's totally different. And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually glad that I grew up in this age because <laughs> this thing of of carrying vinyls and everything. Hey, bro. Yeah, that's a lot of work. It's though. a lot of work. It and, is. And though. I don't think that being a DJ at that time was something that is very as as accessible that as as it is now. As it is now, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. So now, in terms of that was back then when you were growing up, getting access to cassettes and vinyls. Mm. Now you moved all the way from Bumalanga and you came to Gauteng yeah. and you came to Pretoria. Yeah. Tell us about that move. The move was uh, actually more inspired by my studies because I was going to study um, sound tech. So um, going to study, I was like, nah, man, you know, since I'm this side, I've, al- I've always wanted to, like, you know, venture out from home to, like, a new um, environment. Sure. You know, so... When I came to Houting to study sound technology, I used this, I used it as an opportunity to actually get in, uh, get this music thing going, you know? So while I was studying, I was busy hustling for like gigs, you know, at places around Pretoria. And at that time, it was a little bit difficult because you know, you know how things go, you know? Mm. So it was, it was very, it was a challenge that I really enjoyed. I don't wanna lie that I really, really enjoyed uh getting into moving from home to uh to Pretoria. I think even if I wasn't going to even if even if I wasn't studying sound technology or you know, studying maybe after my trick or something, if maybe there were like things that uh kinda stopped that or prevented that, if I may say, um I would have still moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have just made a plan. I would have, I would have traveled until I could, you know, mm-hmm. find a, a spot that could like, you know, help me to grow further. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, the interesting thing that you're mentioning is that you went to study sound technology. Yeah. Where did you study it? I studied it at Damlin. Damlin. Yeah. Now, now, if you look across the board, um, I think a very high percentage of young people that are DJs or people that are involved in the, in the DJing, um, industry, or, or, or as a, a profession, there's not a lot of people that actually are, have studied or went to school for it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. even some amongst the producers, there are people that are just, that grow up knowing how to learn stuff and to function with stuff and then they're self-taught and they just, on the journey, they kind of catch how you manage to put together or compose beats and what of, or what. in terms of as a DJ coming from you, how important is it as, for DJs to go to school? And to be, to study and to get that knowledge that is, that is not that common amongst other DJs. How important is it as a DJ to have that? It's, 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 it's vital, you know, man. It's really vital to, to study, you know, um, maybe studying music or sound or anything, you know what I mean? That has to do with like business or anything. Um, I feel like with me at that time, I couldn't see it because I was really focused more on music. Mm-hmm. And for the music to blossom But now I'm thankful that I experienced that Because now I understand 
I get to sit here and, and say that it's really important. And generally, you know, I wouldn't say that it's important to study just for the fun of it. It's really important to study whatever it is, you know. And even if you're a musician or, I don't know, uh, within the art entertainment industry and you feel like you want to study, you know, being a DJ or sound tech or something else, you know what I mean? I would say definitely study you know what i mean study as much as you can it's very important and it's educational man you get to learn a lot of things even though they don't they might not make sense at that time because when i was studying sound tech i was like nah man you know like i want to venture into music and i'm doing all this you know this technical stuff but as time like went by and i started doing more music mixing more music you know i got to understood i got to understand that like if I didn't study that I couldn't mix my own songs You know what I mean I wouldn't be able to Make the music even more clear Or make it like a 3D You know type of sound So it's very vital Because I do see I do see a lot of um, Musicians Known and not well known You know uh, Some studied sound tech I mean your AK studied sound tech uh, your black coffee studied music and I do know that Shimza studied uh, marketing which works hand in hand with music because you know you need sure. to like sure. market everything so it's it's very vital whether you study something that has to do with what you want to do or something that's just as they call it a backup you know but it's it's very important to study it, it it's very vital that you mentioned that because in, in a lot of people's eyes, the whole career of being a DJ, it's something that they other regard as something that people just wake up one day because they cannot make it with other, um, careers or they cannot venture into whatever that, you know, other spaces. They will just go to DJing because DJing yeah. is, is the most easiest. But at the same time, you know, as we speak, it, what you're mentioning right now, when you're speaking about the technicalities, um, you know, learning about music and all of that, DJing is not an easy job. Not only from a, not only from True. a production perspective, but also when it comes to actually being on the decks. And again, um, you know, you get, get people that do shortcuts and they go download the programs mm. and they try and then they think that they are DJs. But when you come into the real thing, it's something that is really difficult. But now what I want, what I'm interested to know from your side is that, um, as you were joining and you were continuing with yourself, trying to push yourself, um, you know, who, who were some of your mentors that you looked up to? That uh, kind of sharp, sharpened your skills to make sure that yourself as a brand and as a DJ, you become what you want to be. I actually looked up to a lot of people, you know, um, a few people, both from the family side and the music side, you know, the entertainment side, like my uncle, you know, cause he introduced me to this, uh, music thing and the DJ thing. And then, um, from the industry, you know, your, your DJ Spoo, DJ Fresh, DJ Kent, um, Black Coffee, Vinny, those legends, your Crystals, you know, Tim White, there's a lot of them. So, but at the same time, I, I feel like people, I feel like people need to understand or DJs need to understand that as you mentioned that some just go and they download these programs and then, you know, tomorrow they, they become DJs. If it works out for you, hey, it works out. You know, I'm happy for you. You know, um, there's nothing negative that I can say 
you know, towards those people. You know what I mean? As I said, the path is not the same. I may strive for years and make it, and you might just wake up tomorrow and just, you know, yeah, blossom. But now, it all goes with your goal at the same time. Mm-hmm. The people that you look up to, what are their goals? Are you willing to exceed their goals or you just want to be un- beneath them, you know? Or you want to be on the same level? So I, I focused more on that. The people that I looked up to, I looked how they behave and their goals and everything. And then I just decided that, you know what? I want to take it further. I want to, I want to be, um, not really the best or something like that, but I want to pick up where, let's say, black coffee left it and mm-hmm. just take it further, you know? So it all depends on, on your mindset as well. You know, you could, you could be a buzz today, mm-hmm. but if you're not focused, then, can I, can I just mention something that's actually going to challenge both of us? Yeah. It is so interesting. I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and, um, I was, I was on Instagram and I was just going through Instagram, checking out whatever, you know, as I usually do. And I come across, um, DJ Arch Jr.'s, um, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like to me, look at this young boy. Yeah. He yeah, can't yeah. even talk properly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gigging more than you. And he's, yeah. and he's, he's playing in platforms that you, you? Ne- you, you haven't even been able to get on, on. And he's traveling the world. He's making money abroad and all of this thing. You know, I'm mentioning this because again, I mean, DJ Arch Jr. is, is a diamond in our country. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a young boy that just came out of nowhere and he's doing such a Amazing stuff. I'm mentioning this because it's so interesting because some of the stuff that this young <laughs> lad is doing is things that you and I are actually looking up Dude. to him. You True. know what I mean? True. So it, this thing, it's, I mean, it's, you, it's, it's, it, it can be reversed like that. And it's, it's one of those things that you can never say that you're better than the other. Never. And, and it links never. to this thing that you're saying that we all in different parts. I mean. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and certain things just come in different ways with, with different people. Yeah. And uh, what do you have to say in terms of uh, DJ Arch Jr.? Look, I'm very, I'm very proud of the kid, man. I don't want to lie. Like, I even follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I, everything that he posts or, you know, that he shares, yes. I actually like it. And <laughs> <laughs> at a young age to be doing that, I just smile, you know? I'm very happy because it's, it's just amazing, man. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's like new, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's very new and it's his time, bro. You know what I mean? When it's his time, it's his time, you know? Now, the interesting thing that I'm picking up, which I'm wanting to relate into our conversation, the reason why I'm mentioning DJ Arch Jr. is because I'm just looking at the way that, um, he's being managed. He's a young boy. Yeah. He's able, he's got the skills. He's blessed to have the skills to play music in front of people and to use the equipment. And I think it came naturally to him. Mm, but now the mm. interesting thing that is, it's taking further is relating to our conversation in the sense that if you notice what they're doing to him, they're teaching him the basics of composing music. And if you go to his Instagram, you will see uh, he's taking lessons in terms of learning the piano, mm. learning the, the equipment in terms of the programs on the computer and all of that thing. Now, I'm, I'm mentioning this because of the importance of the need for you to be knowledgeable to a certain level, especially when it comes to the theoretical part of, of becoming a DJ. And I think, um, from your side, you can actually expand in terms of, um, the ratio between becoming a DJ playing music and becoming a DJ as being a producer. producer. What is the balance between the two? Um, I can say that, you know, um, as I said, it's, it's, it's very important to to know as much as you 
You can, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being a producer and being a DJ, I'd say that you benefit a lot, you know? Cause now you get to, you get to produce music that you feel. Or you get to produce music that really makes people happy. At the same time, you get to play it. So imagine you start producing these beautiful songs, mm-hmm. you know, and they just keep on piling up and you just jam and you, after playing one song, you play another one. After playing that one, you play another one and people are just going crazy and they keep on asking you who, uh, whose song is this? Sure. And you get to tell them that, nah, it's actually my song. Yeah. So the growth becomes even wider, you know, you grow even more mm-hmm. because now you're playing your own stuff. Yeah. And you're playing your own music. There's nothing wrong with playing other people's songs. I'm just saying that, um, when you're playing your music, mm-hmm. you know, you grow even further. Sure. And it's, it's, yeah, man. Speaking about playing music, now you moved to Pretoria. We're going back to you now. We're sharing the journey. You came to Pretoria and you found yourself in the city where you saw greener pastures. Now, in terms of your hustle and to continue to, to, to pursue your dream, what is it that you did when you moved to Pretoria? You mean the first thing? Yes. Um, geez, what did I do? Geez, I'm trying to remember, but I did, I did a lot of stuff. I remember I used to walk because I stayed in like town mm-hmm. and most of the, you know, the vibe was in Headfold. So I remember I used to walk from town to Headfold. Just to go hustle a gig and yeah. walk back. And it's not safe at night, you know? So I think that's one of the craziest things that I've maybe done or, you know, that's how far I, that's, that's how much I really wanted this music thing. I used to like go to like, um, headfold and ask for slots to these clubs and, and I got to play, you know, obviously you go through the most in life. But yeah, I think that's the first thing that I kind of did and, yeah, from, from the onwards, I kind of crew. What were some of the challenges in doing that? Hey, let's not lie. Let's not, uh, say things to, pre- you know, like payment. Number one. I think every, every DJ that, that starts to make it or something like that, they always go like, yo, um, whoever owed me, you know, so I can get my money back. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so yeah, I think, um, payment was one of them, you know, um, You'd get to a club and this person would go like, no, play. And then you play and then they would go like, no, I'll give you money on Monday or sure. something or tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Yes. You'd come back, nothing still. Yeah. So yeah, those were the part of the challenges. And as I said, I used to walk a lot at night. So it, it wasn't safe. Mm-hmm. That was another challenge. Uh, at the time, I don't think we had Ubers and taxi fire. We didn't have such at that time. So those were like the channel challenges to get around. Yeah, to, to get from around. Gig to gig. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now I want to actually expand more in terms of the the whole financial part of, of being a DJ because now we know we see people like Black Coffee who are pay, who are buying private jets, you know. <laughs> and again, if you had to also go to him and speak to him in terms of. Where did he start off? Because we do know. I mean, there are certain things that within the DJing world that obviously will not be disclosed in terms of the wider public, which um, I want to be able to have a chat with you just to inform people back home through your, yourself um, in terms of the reality that is out there in hustling, especially when you begin because people always see you when you're shining. They don't see you when you go through the, the hard times, the dark mm. tunnels and all of that. Just share some of the experiences from the financial perspective and also being able or trying to get yourself out there when it comes to trying to get gigs, hustle gigs in order for, to feed yourself. Because some people, um, again, as they start off being a DJ, they live off this thing. They don't have the, they don't have the privilege of doing this thing with an option 
as an option or they have something that is a mainstream income and whatever the case is from your side and your perspective where you come from what was your experience um you know with with finance and the music thing it's it's very tricky i think with any entertainment field you know whether it's djing or acting or whatnot but specifically on on like being a musician it's very tough because now you're trying to get your name out there you know and you're trying to let you know tell people that you're this uh dj that's really good you know and it's it's your word against this so you have to like prove yourself and at that time proving yourself meant playing free for like a month or two or even more mm-hmm. you know and because you get there's those promoters you know they just get the money and just put it they they take it for themselves sure because they see that this guy is hungry for success you know so they put you on so finance when you're starting out you know in this entertainment thing and and again it depends you know how you start out with me how i started out it was very difficult because now i come from I, I legit left Siabuso, come to this place. I know nobody within the entertainment industry. And now I, I have to like build my relationship from the ground, you know? So people didn't really trust when I said that I'm really good. So they would like put me on, on these gigs for like a month or more and I'd play for free. And it was very tough. So it's always the case. And with, with, as you mentioned, you know, black coffee. I heard you mention black coffee. Um, he also started out in a similar manner. You know, there were times where he used to travel to like gigs because he, he also stayed in, um, Pretoria at some point and he used to travel to like around Pretoria to Joburg, back Pretoria with no, with no, um, payment, you know, and it's always the case. But now it depends who, you know, where you're from. You could, that's what I'm saying. Tomorrow you could wake up and your first gig, it's a paying gig. Cause my first gig, my, my first paycheck, I think it was like hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like a hundred grand or two hundred. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, it was very difficult and it, it, I, I feel like it still is difficult. You know, it's just that people don't see what happens behind closed doors. And guys like Black Coffee Man, they, he used to go to like the States for free, you know, just to build the name. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't know, you know. And there's times where he would go outside and play in, in the US, uh, play in Europe, you know, four gigs, let's say four or five gigs. Mm-hmm. You find out that those gigs are free, but it's not more about the money. You know, it's more about building the brand. So it goes back to you, you know, um, getting your name out there. That's, that's how you start. You know, that's how I started sure. when I got to Pretoria, putting the name out there. And although, you know, sometimes you do feel like, okay, the name is out there now. I feel like now I should be at least getting something, you know, as a reward to my hard work. And it was, it's always a tricky, Situation. And now at the same time you were studying, right? I was studying at the same time. Alright, cool. So now after studying, um, obviously you did your, you got your, 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 your technical sound, sound technology, um, um, qualification. Yeah. After that, what did you do? 
I hope my mom is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and share, bro. Um, after after studying, I legit told mom I was like, okay, here's the diploma, you know, because I didn't want to do sound. Look, I won't lie. I was less. I think I reached my research level was very low at that time because I wanted to do music. Sure, I didn't want to do sound, so it was like too late. Already, so I was like, okay, it's cool, you know. Let me study. So after, when I got my diploma, I was like, mom, uh, I'm done, you know. Sure. Can I just continue with this music thing and let me see where it takes me? Because I wasn't really more of a person that's into like technical stuff, you know, like um, switching knobs and connecting such things. I'm more of a music person. Making music, you know, making people happy when I'm playing. So after, after school, after, um, college, I was like, let me just continue with this music thing, uh, this DJing thing and producing thing. And let me see where it takes me. And if that doesn't work out, then I'm, I'm willing to go to all these corporate, uh, places and just hand out my, my diploma. Sure. Yeah. Alright, now one thing that, that again, um, that is very unique about yourself, I know that you're gonna expand further, what makes you different from any other DJ is that you're an amazing producer. Thank you, bro. And, Thank and, you. and, and I, 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 I believe that there's a lot of things that, you know, that, that the people out there are yet to hear from yourself, but from your side, I wanna hear, um, in terms of what, what is it that makes DJ Fellow Lati distinct and different and unique? From any other producer in South Africa, um, especially with with the level, because I'm speaking like this, because you, you 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 have you, you have accolades that you have ch- have achieved, which we want to hear about, um, you know, and and you've done stuff that is 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 quite commendable, and and but now what is it that sets you apart and different from your production and from your style and also the vision that you have within your music, what what's the message and what is what is your what is your niche in terms of what you do and your craft I, I would say it's it's in the lamest terms i would say originality me being myself you know and you know i'm very cautious when i every time when i get into studio i feel like sometimes i'm very hard on myself because even now i was actually at the studio uh working on this song it's a very it's a very vibey song so I'm very like, you know, cautious with how the music is spread. And I would say what really sets me aside is, I don't know, patience, bro, and originality, you know, and thinking for the next person who's going to listen to the, to the music as well. Uh, as much as I'm, I'm a very bubbly person. If I don't see people dancing or moving, I get very concerned. Mm-hmm. So every time when I do music, whether it's chilled or it's vibey, I always, I just want to see people, um, happy. I want to see them vibing and everything. So I think that's, that's what I can really say. Originality and, and having a vibe. 
groove into 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 the music. Sure. Now your 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 music production and your skills as a DJ has has managed to acclaim you some accolades and managed to put you on platforms that are quite amazing. Yeah. Um, share some of that with us. Um, I've heard like recently, you know, we've heard people playing. Um, the, the re, the recent release that we had, like Elijah, you know, um, you get guys like DJ Kent vibing the music, you know, Libza, Black Coffee even, you know, and Temba vibing the music in, in New York. And that's, that's, that's great, man, you know, it makes me happy. And the music also has put me on, on, on certain levels where even I have went like, wow. This is really, this is really cool, you know. Um, from like mixes on different different platforms, you know, uh, radio stations and everything, to to being as you said, ones and twos. I really don't want to. <laughs> Look, man, you're gonna you're gonna have to talk about that because you're not gonna run away from it. We want to hear the experience because you know you must remember that this show is also listened by someone back home who maybe aspires to be a DJ. Yeah. And especially yeah. with some with your journey that you're sharing right now, you might be inspiring you or you are inspiring someone sitting back home and listening and actually wanting to find out more in terms of how do you navigate yourself in this industry if you want to be a successful DJ. So yeah, carry on with, with with what you're saying. Yeah, um it also has put me on uh ones and twos, you know. Uh which was a very 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 great experience. Um it 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 showed me that okay, you're working, you know, you're getting there slowly but surely. How did you get into ones and twos? Um I remember when the when the entries uh, like the forms came out and I entered. So I sent this other at that time we had me and Cubs Essential had this other song called Sugar. So I was like, ah, oh, let me try my luck. Let me submit. But I was actually scared to submit. Let me not lie. So I sent it in and then they called me, I think around Feb. They called me and they were like, yo, we heard your song. Come through for auditions. I was like, oh, okay. The auditions were Thursday. And then they were, when I got to the auditions, they were like, okay, you're going to mix your song with another song. The previous winner And I was like okay You know Then they said they We'll tell you If you're going through or not And Went to Joburg For the auditions Then they told us that um, You're in And While I was like Happy rejoicing They're like No you still have to come For audition number two I'm like There's more auditions <laughs> You know So I went to like The second auditions Same thing But now they had to like You know Cause it was um, Jovic and then it was, uh, KZN, sure. you know, so they had to like cut down people on the second audition mm-hmm. and then mixed it again. And yeah, man, it got me through and they were like, yeah, you part, you're going to be part of the show, uh, from now on. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool, man. It was pretty cool. And the thing is that you're missing out. What, what, how far did you go in the show? Top four. Which is really good. Which is, yeah, it's really good. Cause I mean, I mean, uh, um, what you call, um, um, ones and twos was a, was a show that was, was geared to discover young talent in the country, right? True. Um, and you were amongst the best of the best in the country. I mean, I mean, that says a lot about you. And, and, and I mean, as I'm saying that it's, it's quite an achievement. How did you feel after coming from ones and twos? Ones and twos. Um, it was, it was very, I was, I was, let me know. I was very emotional at that time 
Because it was for me, it was more about it wasn't more about winning, but it was more about being part of the top three or having something, you know, to say that okay, this is an achievement. So leaving, I remember before I left, um, Vitoto left. It was a it was a very emotional um, departure for him and yeah. for me as well. Yeah. So when I left, it was like the same thing. Um, felt the same way, you know, down that, okay, I left, but I was like, you know, with family, they kept on saying, no, but top four is, you know, top four is, it, it's, re- it's really good. So as, as, as time went on, I think I bounced back and I started realizing that actually it's, it's actually dope being, um, part of the, like the top four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and it really helped with, the career as well. Sure. People started, um, knowing more about fellow, who is fellow Liti, and they started playing more of, uh, fellow's music, and they just started to appreciate even more, which was, which was very exciting. Now, the part that I want you to expand a bit more is the part where, in terms of your music, because I do know that you've released some music, that beautiful music that has actually um, reached quite far and wide in terms of the country and and the worldwide. So, I mean, share some of the music that you you've actually you've actually um, um, released. Uh, recently, recently, um, I've released uh, Elijah. It's an EP. I think I should have called it an album, though. Yeah, because it's doing very well. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, we recently released Elijah, and it has beautiful, beautiful music. At Elijah, um, I actually was working on it at a very difficult time. You know, this was like after ones and twos. As I said, sure. when I left ones and twos, I really felt um, down, as if like you know things are not working out and everything. Yeah. So. I worked on Elijah at that time and I put so much effort into it. So yeah, before Elijah, we had like other releases on, on, online, like iTunes and Trexels, like Sugar, um, we had We Just Living. There's a few songs that we released before, but right now on, on Elijah, we have beautiful songs like uh, Stranger, Deja Vu, um, First Sight, Stimela, Dance Mayhem Yo they, Yeah man It's quite a list Yeah it's quite a list though. And now the interesting thing When I read up about you Is the fact that Some of the music That you actually produced Has been well complemented By some of the big names in the, in, in, in the country I mean some of the guys That are pioneers When it comes to house music And from production To being a uh, playing uh, By the likes of DJ Tira By the likes of uh, Vinny Da Vinci I mean you can expand More further in terms of Some of the feedback And credibility That you've earned Through some of the efforts That you've put in Within your, your production Side of music And what do you have to say About that um it's 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 dope man you know and when these people play the music it actually gives you hope and it gives you more drive to work even harder yeah i mean when i work when when i first did my first ever ep called homeland and i used to spread it out you know uh around Pretoria and I just gave it out for free and Tira called me it was like yo there's this other song we want for Sindo we need that song and you know so when he called it was like more of like a, a motivation that yo you, 
you need to keep on working, you know. Obviously in life, life is like a roller coaster. There is ups, there is downs, you know. Sure. So um with the recent um if I should say being noticed recently, like guys like Kent playing the music, as I said, you know, you can't Vinny as well, Lulo Cafe, you know, when they when they play the music and um your black coffee it it really motivates me to to actually get up sure you know from my bed and go like i'm going to studio i want to make a better song than the previous one you know mm. and i remember there's something that prince kb said on the show once and twos he was like your perform today's performance has to be better than you know yesterday's so your performance always has to be better than your previous one and at that time it didn't really make sense you know cuz you focused on a another goal for me which was being you know on top 3 or something so as you grow you you get to realize that oh this is what they really meant you know mm-hmm. so when these guys play the music mm-hmm. when these guys play the music it's more about me doing music that's better than the last one Sure. Now, um, and just as we close off, um, going forward, what what can people expect from DJ Fellow Lati? Uh, more music, uh, more shows, yeah, uh, more projects with a lot of people, and more achievements, man. Yeah. All right. In terms of your brand and 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 the DJing career, how far do you see yourself? The most important producer DJ in the country and in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how, like traveling the globe. Yeah, just to play music. Beautiful man, because I mean we have people like Black Coffee, who's really setting the standards in a yeah. major way in the country and is representing not only uh, South Africa but Africa at large. And we have people like DJ Tira who are really game changers in terms yeah. of the the industry from events, from being a DJ for production. I mean they they're the ones that are basically controlling our ears in terms of what's in and what's not. What's not? But yeah, I think those are that's the, that's the level, and I think. Again, as the Unplugged and In Charge radio show, we, we, we profile people like you who are outstanding and are there on the way to the greats, you know. And I think um, it's a really great pleasure to have you on the show. But before we close off, um, what are some of the words of motivation that you have for a young person sitting at home that is thinking whether it's a guy or a girl that want to be a DJ and they want to make a success out of it? Yes, you might not be as successful as Black Coffee yet. But you have acclaimed a certain level of achievement that is enough to speak about to motivate someone back home. What are some of the words that you have for them back home? Look, um, I always, I always say this to myself. Look, hold on. It's gonna be okay. Just hold on. Keep on working, uh, smart and hard and pray. You know, I always involve God into my everyday life and work. It's going to be okay. It's going to be bad and it's going to be good and it's going to be very good, you know. Mm-hmm. So just keep, just hold on and focus on what you want in life and what you want to achieve. I promise it's going to be okay. Awesome. Yeah. So where can people get you? Um, Instagram, Felility, F-E-L-O-L-E-T-E-E. Instagram, that's at Felility. Twitter, at Felility. 
Facebook, Philil T. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much, Philil T, for coming through onto the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. Thank it's you, been yes. a great pleasure to have you on the show. But yeah, this is myself, Svokuzi. We've reached the end. It's another edition of the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. You can check the podcast on the Cliff Central uh, website and you can download the podcast to listen to it again. But thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, same time, same place next week on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.